not one of them. We're going to walk away from it. I don't know why those guys are not.
Can we invite you to please stand and face the procession? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have done. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may be light in your world and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all of our sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord God, source of every blessing, you showed forth your glory and led many to faith by the works of your Son, who brought gladness and salvation to his people. Transform us by the spirit of his love, that we may find our life together in him, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated. The first lesson is a reading from Isaiah. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you, and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, 
so shall your God rejoice over you. The word of the Lord. The second lesson is a reading from 1 Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one 
individually, just as the Spirit chooses. The word of the Lord. Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For me, it's the sheer abundance of what Jesus has done that is amazing to me. Now, you may know that in the first century, they could go through a lot of wine at a wedding feast. Wedding feasts back then were just an evening after the wedding, but sometimes could last several days, even up to a week. And if you were the bride and groom, you were hosting everybody. So if you ran out of wine, not a good thing. They turn to Jesus. He steps in. Six stone water jars he converts from water to wine. 20 to 30 gallons each. Have you done the math here? Let's go with 30 gallons, since it says they filled them up to the brim. That's a total of 180 gallons 
With five bottles of wine per gallon, Jesus provided this wedding feast with an extra 900 bottles of wine. And apparently this wasn't just any Mogan David off the shelf. This was some of the finest wine they had ever tasted. That's abundance. Lavish. Over the top. So generous and giving is Jesus with this gift. And according to John, this was the first sign, the first thing that told us who Jesus was. Not the only sign that we would get in the book of John, but this is the first one. And the gospel writer says, because he did this, his disciples believed in him. I've always wondered, believed in what? That he was some sort of magician who could do tricks? Or were they just utterly amazed, blown away, stunned by what he has done? Or somehow, even in the brief time that he had known them, that somehow they were able to translate what he had done in terms of faith and to make it a matter of belief in this one who had come among them. If Jesus is able to show who he is by this abundant outpouring of blessing, how might we show who we are by what we do? A few years ago, we participated in a food drive for Thanksgiving that Lutheran Social Services had designed for the churches. You may remember us doing that. Today, we, we collect the whole basket of stuff. So we get stuffing and green beans and gravy. We get the whole thing now and send them off to LSS. But back then, what they had decided to do this one year was they would give each church something to get. So lo and behold, I don't know why, we were assigned green beans. Ah, that's good. We can do green beans. And they assigned us here at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church with over 2,000 members. Could you please give us 400 cans? 400 cans? We have over 2,000 members? Yeah, yeah, I think we can do that. In fact, what I want us to do, if you remember what I said, we're going to do 4,000 cans. I'm not sure Giant Eagle and Kroger appreciated it, but that's what we did. We raided the shelves and actually... It really wasn't that hard for us to do, was it? If you live with a worldview of abundance rather than scarcity, it's amazing what you can do. In an abundant world, Jesus gives us more than we need and asks us to share it. In an abundant world, Jesus blesses us with more gifts and talents than we can possibly use for ourselves and invites us to use these gifts and talents as a blessing for others. In an abundant world, our Lord attends a wedding feast, and when the wine runs out, he just doesn't pop down to the corner store for a couple of cheap bottles. He finds the largest vessels on the property, takes all of them, and has them filled up to the top until they are almost overflowing. And then with a wave of his hand, he creates a savory blend that would rival the top chateaus of Bordeaux. Does he not? If we understand 
that what God is doing in Jesus Christ is not just sort of gifting us or kind of giving us what we need, but rather if we understand that God, in fact, has showered us with love and mercy and blessings, it, it might cause us to live a little differently, don't you think? For all the years that I've been at Prince of Peace, we have had a program during the month of December called the Giving Tree. We did it again this year. In fact, we did it in COVID year as well. This uh, program is a vehicle to give Christmas gifts to those who would not otherwise have Christmas gifts. Over the years, the benefit of those Giving Tree gifts has uh, uh, been different. Different groups have received them, but most recently, over the last several years, our gifts have gone to an organization called I Am Boundless. So all the gifts you collect from the envelopes, that's where they go. If you go to their website, this is what they say who they are. Listen to this. I Am Boundless is a family of nonprofit companies with more than 40 years of expertise providing person-centered care to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities and behavioral health challenges. Okay, I got that. But this is their mission statement that I love all the more. We are building a world that realizes the boundless potential of every person. That is the theology of abundance. Do you hear it? This year, we were able to help over 170 families from I Am Boundless with their Christmas. And as always, we received a wonderful note of thanksgiving from that organization in which they had everybody sign the note and send it on. But this year, I got something different. On Thursday of this week, I received this thank you note, and I just want to share it with you today. Dear Pastor, like I had anything to do with it. Kathy Kenick sets it all up. I walk in there and wave at people once again and say, here, you want an envelope? But otherwise, that's about what I do. But dear pastor, I'll take the credit, please thank your members for the wonderful gifts for I Am Boundless clients. Our son received one of the gift bags this year filled with all kinds of usable and needed gifts. He couldn't believe it. He was quarantined with COVID so we only got to watch him open things on FaceTime. But every time he received a gift, he practically jumped with joy. You are a blessing to many. Thank you. You, plural, not me, you are a blessing to many. Because you understand that we live in a world in which God has abundantly gifted us now what can we do with that abundance? My favorite by far parable in the Gospels is the parable of the prodigal son. The cool thing is, is this is year C, we're in Luke, so we get to get at it again this year with the parable. You know the story. A son grabs his portion of the family fortune from the father and basically blows it. He finds himself eating with the pigs and decides, guess what? I think I'd rather just go back home. Might be better there. So with his tail between his legs, he makes his way back home. But before he can get there, apparently the father is watching for him. And from a distance away, he sees his son making his way. 
And the father runs down to the end of the lane, not to scold him or to point a finger at him saying, you blew that fortune, didn't you? No, but to welcome him with open arms and restore him to the family. We call it the parable of the prodigal son, but I've always thought we've misnamed the parable. It should be the parable of the prodigal father because the word prodigal from prodigious means excessive, lavish, abundant, over the top. The son, in fact, was prodigal in a bad way. He was wasteful and excessively selfish. Give me what's mine. But the father was prodigal with his love. He gives it away freely and can't get enough of it, whether it's to the younger son who returns or to the elder son who's sitting outside the party pouting because he's wondering, when do I ever get a party? The prodigalness of the father's love is almost beyond our comprehension. Get him a robe, give him a ring, fire up the barbecue, let's have a feast. That is prodigal, excessive love. Last Saturday here at our church, I learned about a need in our community here. You've probably been reading it about it this past week because I've been trying to get it out there with the committee working on it. Dr. Seleshi Asfa from the Ethiopian Tawahido Social Service was here to talk about Afghan refugees that are already here in central Ohio. And I have to confess a little bit of ignorance on my part. Certainly a lot of us had seen these people as they were evacuated along with U.S. citizens out of Afghanistan. There, our U.S. military was doing everything they could to get people out safely, while other groups were doing everything they could to see that they didn't get out safely, including trying to blow up some of our troops. We got these people out. Some of them initially went, you may know, to Dubai. Some went to Germany. And then in my ignorance, I sort of lost track of where they were. They are now here in the United States. They are citizens now of the United States. Many of them came to places like Texas. They came to the East Coast, to Virginia. But there are already 30 families here in Ohio, Central Ohio. And 35 more or so will be coming by February 15th. That's less than a month. And at that meeting, we decided that we needed to do something now, not wait and figure it out. Let's pass this on to council and have several meetings, and maybe about July we decide to do something. No, we decided we needed right now to run down to the end of the lane and welcome these brothers and sisters home. And so now we are mobilizing committees in our church. We're getting to their items. You can read all about that. Check out the displays. Read it in the peace signs. But what I want to know is whether or not you are able to fill the water jars in your house to overflowing and let that love out for these people who stood by us, some at risk of their own lives, to keep our troops safe. And maybe you even want to give in a prodigal way, more than just used furniture or something you don't really want anymore. Maybe you want to buy a new mattress or a bed that they could use. I mean, here's what I'm thinking. If you're going to give something to somebody, you might consider champagne rather than apple juice. You know what I'm saying? Today in the Gospel of John, 
we learn of the first sign of Jesus. We learn of the first way that they know that he was the Messiah. And it was because of his lavishness, his over-the-topness. And we learned that when he was called to act at this wedding feast, he didn't just give people what they needed. He gave them more than they needed, much more, astonishingly more. Just as he has given to us more love and forgiveness and blessing than we could possibly deserve. When the disciples saw what Jesus did, they believed in him. Do you suppose if people see what we do for others in need, they might believe in us and maybe also in the one who sends us out? The one who sends us out not just to sort of kind of help people and make sure they have enough to get by, but who sends us out with blessings and power to actually change lives so that other people too will know about the abundant prodigal love that is ours in Jesus Christ. Do you suppose that's what we are called to do? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. The Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of Christ. Father in heaven, we gather on this winter day in the spirit of Epiphany and the love of Christ. O God of light, hear us as we pray. The blessings of your Son are many and wondrous. Let us always remember his love and the happiness that he has given us. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Be with those in the world who have suffered loss from devastating fires in their homes, from extreme weather, or from other natural disasters. Help us to see our role and responsibility to keep the world safe and renewable, and that we honor our commitments to make the better world for all who come after us. O God of light, hear, hear us as we pray. We pray that in the spirit of your love, we find ways to come together and live in harmony. Our differences are small when compared to the challenges we face. We ask that people of all faiths put aside mistrust and do the work that is needed in our world against hunger, poverty, ignorance, and fear. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Help Prince of Peace and the Lutheran Church accomplish great things in the new year. Help members find the strength to answer your call and see your direction. Give all of us the confidence to do your works. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Keep the afflictions of the world away from us and provide us with the medicines that we need. Help us make the right choices that will keep us healthy and safe. May our children return to learning in all safe spaces, enjoying the lessons from God and man. O God of light, hear us as we pray. Help those of us who are suffering, who have lost loved ones and feel that they are alone. We petition for those that we name now or in our hearts. O God of light, hear us as we pray. We offer these and all our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another. invite you to be seated at this time for a couple announcements. Welcome to our service of worship and also welcome to those who are joining us online today. I want to remind you that coming up this Tuesday, our senior ministries meeting in the fellowship hall, uh, Sergeant Craig Hungler, who has dis uh, retired from the Dublin Police Department, will be here to talk about a life of uh, a first responder. So that should be an interesting program. That's Tuesday at one o'clock in the fellowship hall. You've heard a lot of information about the support we intend to garner for the Afghan refugees. 
please check out other information in peace signs, the welcome desk, and in the fellowship hall. As you know, Pastor Tim uh, came down with COVID, so he has been homesick this whole week. He is feeling better. He may be joined. Should we wave to Pastor Tim? Let me wave back there to him, Pastor Tim. Uh, he hopes, if he's feeling much better, uh, to be in later this week. But we'll sort of let him take the time he needs to heal and so that he can be safely around others again. So get well soon, but take your time as well. So his wife, Pastor Rachel Wren, was going to teach in our Sunday school, but obviously they have COVID in the house. His daughter also has it, so she didn't. So we luckily have another friendly pastor in the area. Pastor Aaron Stamper, who is a, a spiritual director, is here. He uses some office space here in our congregation. Not officially on staff here, but we support what he does. And he's going to talk to you a little bit about spiritual direction and what he does now. So Aaron, if you want to come forward. And he's also taught this Sunday in Sunday school and is teaching the next two weeks in Sunday school. Do I have that correct? Yes. He's filling in, and we certainly appreciate him doing that. So, Pastor Aaron. Well, good morning. Uh, thank you very much for holding the space for me to uh, introduce myself this morning. My name is Aaron Stamper. I am an ordained ELCA pastor. I've served congregations in Kentucky and Indiana for the past 12 years. This past summer, my family and I moved to Worthington, and we're thrilled to once again call the Columbus area home. This place, Prince of Peace, is a bit of a spiritual home for me. My wife and I were married here in this sanctuary. I took uh, some ordination exams in Pastor John's office. My in-laws, Bob and Sue Brugermeyer, are active members here, and now I am thrilled to have an office here between the pastor's offices where I meet with people to provide spiritual direction or spiritual companionship. And I want to take an opportunity to uh, tell you what that is. Spiritual companionship is a one-on-one -on -one session in which I listen and I ask questions that invite another person to contemplate the presence and activity of the divine in his or her life. You might think that sounds something akin to therapy, counseling, or even pastoral care, but it is distinct from those things. I, in that capacity, do not diagnose or treat. I simply listen in a non-judgmental and open-hearted way. In an effective spiritual companionship session, both of us leave with a greater sense of wonder, new insights to consider, and we have another person to trust as we navigate this strange and beautiful world together. So here are some examples of people who could benefit from a spiritual direction or spiritual companionship meeting. If you question whether God is present in your life or in the world, if you are preparing for or are experiencing significant life transition, if you feel an incredible closeness to God and you want to share your experiences with someone. If you are successful by the world's standards, yet you recognize that something is still lacking in your life. Or perhaps you're feeling stuck in your life of faith. Maybe you are a new believer and want to experience more. If you want to learn spiritual practices that could connect you with God's Spirit, the list goes on. 
So I'm grateful that the Prince of Peace pastors and church council have recognized the value of what I am offering and are uh, extending the invitation for me to meet with you and members of this community in this space. There's a lot more about me to learn, and uh, if you're interested in that, I would point you to my website. That is spirituscenter.org. That is spiritanduscenter.org. But the best way to understand what I am offering here is simply to meet with me and experience it yourself. You can contact me through my website. You can speak to me after worship here. But we'll schedule a time to uh, get to know each other better, and we can do that over Zoom if that's more comfortable for you. But all that being said, thank you for your time and attention, and I do look forward to uh, working with you and companioning you on your faith journey. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Aaron. So please contact him directly if you're interested. I may need some direction at some point, so we'll be in touch. I need lots of direction. But we're also glad today to be receiving new members into our church family. So I'm going to invite those who are joining with us today to please come forward at this time. As they say on Price is Right, come on down here, right? Just have you face me and stand across the front of the sanctuary here. We're going to have you scoot down. I think we're leaning to this side with new members. So if you want to scoot down, Gary, all the way down here. Excellent. Hi. Great. These people gather before us today uh, desire to officially join with us in ministry and mission here at the church. Let us pray. Merciful God, we thank you for these sisters and brothers whom you have made your own. You have called them to yourself, enlightened them with the gifts of your spirit, and nourished them in the community of faith. Uphold your servants in the gifts and promises of baptism. Unite the hearts of all whom you have brought to new birth. We ask this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. I ask you now to confess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin and confess the faith of the church. Do you believe in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? If so, answer, I believe. You have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant that God made with you in baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth? If so, answer, I do. And people of God, will you support and pray for these new members and their life in Christ? If so, answer, we will. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water and the Holy Spirit, you give us new birth, cleanse us from sin, and raise us to eternal life. Stir up in your people the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forever. Amen. It's my pleasure to officially welcome you on behalf of the state of Ohio and the city of Dublin to membership here at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. If you'll turn around, I will quickly introduce you to the congregation and we're going to have a reception afterwards uh, in the fellowship hall for the new members. If we start down on my right, uh, that's your left, this is Doug and Lori Owens. 
Next to them are Gary and Judy Lang. <laughs> They're right in order according to the way I have them in the book. It's perfect. <laughs> then Maria and Tim Kirkpatrick and Aiden Alana. Do I have that right? Alana and Colin. So welcome to you. Now we're mixing me up here a little bit. We've got Adam Cruzy and Maria Mahuisi, who's a longtime member, but she's with Adam, so she came up to support him. So welcome to you. And then we have the Kurt and Laura Foster family. I got a 50-50 chance here. This is Kate, right? Oh! I had Kate and Lydia, so I had a 50-50 chance, right? So this is Lydia. Tell you that's a much more beautiful name than Kate, but don't say that I said that, okay? So welcome, okay, the, the Foster family, welcome to them. And then here on the end are Amy and John Hainus. Do I have that right? Is it Amy or Anne? Anne, I have Amy in here, but I think it's Anne. And this is T. T is a foster child. Of her daughter. Of her daughter is raising. And T has done whatever happens to my sermons and I speak, they fall right asleep. So T is sleeping up here. But let us welcome these new members. And the council will be joining you for a little lunch orientation in the fellowship hall. We'll also be getting your pictures at that time, okay? So please, you can go back to your seats now. And as they make their way back to their seats, I encourage you to look in peace signs uh, for their pictures, which will be coming up, so you can welcome them, and also for other things that are going on in the life of our congregation. We now continue our service of worship with the offering.
Blessed are you, O holy God, you are the life and light of all. By your powerful word, you created all things. Through the prophets, you called your people to be a light to the nations. Blessed are you for Jesus, your son. He is your light, shining in our darkness and revealing to us your mercy and might. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks, and he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his preaching and healing, his dying and rising, and his promise to come again. We await that day when all the universe will rejoice in your holy and life-giving light. By your Spirit, bless us and this meal that refreshed with this heavenly food, we may be light for the world, revealing the brilliance of your Son. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread.
We give you thanks, gracious God, for we have feasted on the abundance of your house. Send us to bring good news and to proclaim your favor to all, strengthened with the richness of your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Go with Christ into a weary world. Share the good news.